Before we get started with today's episode, I just wanted to jump in and quickly let you know I have just launched my new healthy guides free to download now from the Healthy Hustlers website. These guides have been developed based on the most popular topics that I get asked about. I believe by incorporating them into your daily lives, these powerful practices can help strengthen your intuition, connect with your soul and harness your inner power. What you can expect, a beginner's guide to meditation featuring my top tips and easy ways to start practicing meditation today, gratitude and manifestation exercises with my favorite gratitude practices and powerful exercises for manifesting your dream life, as well as self-care rituals and mantras, including 10 easy self-care rituals you can inject into your daily life and an intro into using mantras to overcome limiting beliefs, transforming your thoughts and creating a fresh perspective as well as powerful journaling prompts, a kickstart into your journaling practice to help you connect with your soul and unlock your true potential. I'm always looking for new and exciting ways to support you guys on your health and well-being journey. So I really hope these can help. You can download your free healthy guides now from the Healthy Hustlers website or by simply clicking the link in the show notes after this episode. Hello, Mama, and welcome to a special edition of the Healthy Hustlers podcast. I'm Madeline Carafa, host and creator of the Healthy Hustlers podcast and mama to beautiful baby girl, Georgia Florence. Since becoming a mum in September 2019, I've quickly realised just how important having a supportive network of mamas around you is for advice, guidance, or simply to just know you're not alone. And I'm here to tell you that no matter where you are, you are not alone either. And I hope this series makes you feel exactly that. Motherhood, as beautiful and magical as it is, is also challenging, tiring, and a massive guessing game. Spoiler alert, no one has it all together. We are all just flying blind, doing the absolute best that we can. There is absolutely no right or wrong. I hope that this four-part series provides you with some further guidance, laughter, but most of all, I hope it reminds you that you are doing a wonderful job. In today's episode of the Motherhood series, I'm joined by the wonderful, real and super savvy Steph Pays. Mum to two beautiful girls, Harper and Willow, Steph is a creative brains and face behind Not Just Another Mummy blog that sees her share her family life online via her highly engaging Instagram and YouTube channels. Steph is known for her love of all things interiors and organisation which is where her mission to give people everything they need to lead a more organized life was born. Steph is real, relatable, genuine, and incredibly down to earth. Her content is engaging, fun, and guarantees a regular laugh out loud. Here's Steph. This episode of The Healthy Hustlers is proudly brought to you by Lovekins, an all-natural, organic and toxic-free Australian skincare range for mothers and babies. Hello, Steph, and welcome to The Healthy Hustlers podcast. How are you today? Good, thanks. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to finally be here. (laughs) Oh, I'm so excited to chat to you. I seriously just love following you on on Instagram. You're such a ball of fun Um, and you... You keep me on my toes with trying to be a little bit organized. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> so very a lot of inspiration there, which I'm very grateful for. Um, but how are you and your family going at the moment? It's been such a crazy year. Oh, it's been insane. And we're pretty lucky where we are. We're on the south coast. Um, you know, we're not in lockdown. Like my family in the, at the moment is like you're in Victoria and they're in lockdown. But we're very grateful that, you know, we don't have that. We're still being really vigilant where we are. But, you know, the kids, I feel like everyone just still even if you're not in lockdown, everyone just kind of feels a bit uncertain and it's just, it is a bit of a scary time. And I think, you know, everyone needs to really connect and just keep following what we have to do to get past this. Absolutely. And I think, you know, like you have family in Victoria, like even if you're not actually physically living in Victoria, you're still affected by it in some way because you're thinking about your loved ones or friends that you have here. So, you know, I think it's such an important time to stay connected and to be supporting each other as much as possible because, you know, we really are in this together and we need to get through it together. So no one's ever had this happen before. Like, you know, there's been pandemics, but this is just a whole it's just crazy. Like you never like imagine if someone said to you like last year the whole world's going to shut down. Like you'd be like, no. Nah. <laughs> I know it's the craziest thing to try to comprehend, isn't it? I there yeah. was like a quote thing or meme going around on Instagram about like, do you remember being told that by twenty twenty cars would be flying and now airplanes <laughs> are not even flying? And I was like, <laughs> it was just such a like. I guess eye-opener for me of where we're actually at. I was like, oh my goodness, the world so has true. actually stopped. It's crazy. So what is one self-care practice that you've been prioritizing at the moment to kind of help keep you a bit calmer and a bit happier this year? Well, this year especially, I feel like, you know, we all really feel like we're kind of stuck inside a lot of the time. And for me, like I've always had anxiety and everything like that. So for me, like exercise and just getting outside, going for a walk helps me so much. And just like really checking in in with myself. I know like I was talking about this the other day on Instagram actually, like especially when you're a mum every day can kind of feel like you're running on this hamster wheel and you're not actually getting anywhere. You feel like you haven't ticked off anything on your to-do list and everything like that. But I think it's just all about really being kind to yourself. And for me, that's just, you know, even if it's like 10 minutes, just go for a walk. If I'm starting to feel a bit anxious, just taking that time and just knowing that everything can wait just for like even five, 10 minutes. Yeah, I think that's such nice advice and especially the knowing things can wait, like the washing can wait, the dishes can wait, like they're, they're not going anywhere. I, I like reminding myself of that. So I'm glad you touched on that. And can you tell us a little bit about you and your family? Yep. So I am um, a mum of two. I've got Harper who is four and Willow is two. She's turning three in December. And then my beautiful husband, Ryan, is a builder and yeah, basically I'm like the person behind just another mummy blog and I also have my own like planners. But basically, yeah, we're just kind of a really kind of relaxed family on the South Coast. The two little girls keep us on our toes and Ron and I obviously run our own businesses. So it is a lot about trying to find that balance and a lot of the time it does feel like we're passing ships. But as I said before, you just got to be kind to yourself and be like, you know, this year's a bit weird and there's crazy things happening in the world, but you know, just coming back down and just grounding yourself again and realizing that, like you just got to take each day like one at a time. But yeah, it's pretty crazy having two little toddlers in the business. 
Oh my goodness, I couldn't even imagine it. I said my husband's Ryan as well and I said to him the other night, he came home after I'd had a full day of work and the house was just a bombsite and I just said to him, I just I just I just can't imagine doing this with any more kids. Like I can't keep my job of it and I had tears rolling down my eyes and he's like, Babe, take a deep breath, you're gonna be okay. <laughs> but so my hat goes off to you. Thank you. Yeah, it doesn't stop, does it, honestly? I know, some days, yeah, it feels so overwhelming. But did you always envision yourself as a girl mum or or how's being a girl mum for you? It's funny because, I don't know, like because I am one of two, my older brother Adam, he's a boy obviously, and then I just, I don't know if it's because my parents had a boy and a girl, I always just thought, yep, I'm going to have a boy and a girl, but I always thought I'd have boys and I think because Ryan's side, for like 10 generations, they've all been boys, but when, you know, we had the girls it's like the best thing ever like and ryan is the best girl dad he lets them paint his nails do his makeup like, oh i love that so, fun. so i love it i really do like they can be really sassy and i did not think a four-year-old could have an attitude of like an 18 year old but um they keep me on my toes and they're just they're so cute oh i love that that makes me so excited hopefully for more girls <laughs> <laughs> It's so fun. <laughs> yeah, I could imagine. Now, you touched on anxiety and that it is something that you struggle with and you are very open online about your struggles and you did the most beautiful post for Are You OK Day, which which I really loved. Can you talk to me a little bit about your journey with anxiety? So I've always had like anxiety ever since I can remember. I remember like when I was in kindergarten, I was crying because I always was worried about the future and that's obviously a lot big thing with anxiety. You're always freaking out about the future and I remember I was crying because I was scared to go to year six and my mom's like you're in kindergarten (laughs) and I was just a mess and but the good thing with that was is um the women in my family have anxiety so they straight away kind of figured it out took me to the doctor and at least I knew like what was going on I know a lot of women online especially mothers who are suffering from postnatal anxiety and depression and they're having like a panic attack or an anxiety attack and they have no idea what's wrong like what's going on and it, it's really sad that, um, you know, a lot of people are just too scared to talk about it. But for me, it's something like I'm not ashamed of at all. Even, you know, as a kid, I would, would tell my teacher, like, I'm feeling anxious. Like, and that was just part of my vocabulary. And once I got pregnant with our first daughter, Harper, I knew I was, like, predisposition to possibly get PND, so personal depression and anxiety. And I got it. <laughs> but, um for me, I think as mothers, even if you if you get PND or not, we put so much pressure on ourselves to live up to our expectations before we even have a baby. We're like, no, I'm going to feed organic, I'm going to breastfeed till they're mm. like two, I'm going to do this, going to do that. And then you have the actual baby and you're like, oh, my God, this is like hard. I've got like a human I have to look after. And, and then if you don't, like for me especially, because I didn't meet up to those expectations, like I had issues with breastfeeding and – I had like retained placenta so my breast milk just like disappeared after three weeks and I put so much pressure on myself and it really crippled me, made the anxiety worse and I think it took for Ryan who is so supportive, like for a partner with anxiety, it would be really tricky because you just obviously don't know what it's like yourself. So for him just being there and just, you know, knowing, knowing the signs when I was getting really anxious. So with me, when I'm anxious, I can get really like flustered and agitated so he'll just let me be let me calm down and he basically was like Steph like 
you like we need to go see a doctor or something and he kind of saw the signs in me and because I was so busy trying to be the perfect mother like I didn't even mm. pick up on it myself and I was so miserable so anxious I barely slept and it's hard to especially like you think because like for me for example we tried to have pup like we tried for the baby and we're like of course if I want the baby I'm not going to get you know anxious or depressed because I want the baby but it doesn't work like that and that's okay yeah. it's not you know we're only human and just like you know if you get sick you go to the doctor and if you have anything going on with your mental health you also need to go to the doctor and that's okay yeah I'm so glad that you speak open so openly about it because I think it's something that you know so many women go through and even if it's not on the extreme level that maybe you experienced it those darker thoughts or you know moments of real anxiety are there as a new mum and you know I know we're chatting about it before we started recording but it is a time when I guess everyone is telling you oh you should feel so happy or you should be bursting with love or you know you're entering the best time of your life and yes that stuff is true but it's also the hardest and the most overwhelming time of your life and I think we do exactly what you're saying. We place so many expectations on ourselves. Like I know before I had a baby, like I was so, oh, I wouldn't do that and I wouldn't yeah. do this. And now I'm like, uh, I just do whatever I need to get yeah. through the day. Like, <laughs> Yeah, exactly. But you do, you almost can just feel so guilty and, and like you are failing when, yeah. you know, at the end of the day, there's, there's no right or wrong. Like, and you know your baby best. So I think we just as a society, we put so much pressure on ourselves to have it all together. Yeah. And the thing is, especially now more than ever with, you know, as we we're talking about before we started recording, you're saying, you know, new mums are in lockdown and they're stuck inside. And I know for me, when I had my babies, like for me to be able to get out and just, you know, socialize and get my mind out of the house, it helps so much. And just, it's sad that, you know, we do feel that pressure to be happy, especially when you've just had a baby. And yes, it mm-hmm. is amazing. But it's bloody hard. Like you've just given birth and then totally. you're sleep deprived and then you have to look after this baby, which is amazing, but it's hard. Like, and that's okay to say that. And I feel like the more women come forth and be like, I'm struggling, it is going to be easier for everyone else. Because it's funny because you would probably see, you know, you know, like this fit mom walking in the park with her baby in the pram and you're like, oh, she has it all together. But in her mind, she could be having panic attacks. She could be yeah. really depressed and you just need to start that dialogue and start opening up to each other and realizing that just because you are feeling anxious or sad or depressed or overwhelmed, it does not mean that you're not worthy. And it doesn't mean that, you know, you're not grateful because you are. Yeah, absolutely. I actually remember saying that to my mum in the early days where I was like, just having a really, really rough week um, and experiencing some pretty negative thoughts and emotions and I remember being on the phone to my mum just crying and I'm like but I know I should feel grateful like I know I should be being grateful right now and she's like Maddie just stop just because you're feeling emotional it doesn't mean you're not grateful for what you have and it was a good little reminder for me of just like I'm still a human being I can experience these emotions like so much is changing and going on in my world and I just needed to be that little bit more gentle and kind to myself but yeah I think you know I really feel for new mums at the moment because I think, you know, those those early days of where we're learning to just, you know, put the baby in the pram and go out for a walk or pack up the pram and go to the car, like it seems like such a simple task, but it's not. Like it's a huge, huge thing to do. It is, isn't it? 
And but they're also things that are confidence building blocks. Like you end up doing yeah. it one day and you're like, oh, you get really proud of yourself and you're like, oh, I can do that. And all of a sudden you're like, oh, I'm getting the rhythm of this. So I guess that's, you know, with these conversations, I really wanted to bring influential mums like yourself, you know, to the platform to show other mums that like, you know, no one does really have it all together and it's okay to be experiencing hard times and negative thoughts. It doesn't mean you're a bad mum or, or a bad person. It, it's all part of the process. A hundred percent. And I think like as well, especially with social media, as much as it can be a huge blessing, like obviously if I didn't have social media, I wouldn't be able to do what I'm doing now. But I feel like it. you really do have to take these pictures and things for face value because, you know, for someone like, for example, if you look at my Instagram feed, you probably see, you know, containers, everything looks organized, happy smiles. But I suffer from anxiety. I still go to the therapist. I have lots of meltdowns, but, you mm-hmm. know, we just need to just keep in mind that you need to take things for face value and, and as much as social media is so good for connecting, especially right now, don't try to compare someone's highlight reel to your behind the scenes because it's just not reality. Yeah, absolutely. What would you say has been one of the biggest changes in you personally since becoming a mum? I think for me, like I obviously with my anxiety, I always had to be someone who was in control. Like I had to know exactly what was going on. I am a laid back person, but I had to know what like I needed to feel like I was in control somewhat. And I think when I had the girls, it was the first time I really had to just learn how to go with the flow and, you know, just it is what it is and that's okay if, you know, plans change or if your day doesn't go expected that it's okay. And, you know, you just really need to focus on, you know, what you did get done that day and not what you didn't. I know our to-do list and that can feel like they're never ending, which they pretty much are, but, you know, just showing up, you know, your kids are happy, they're warm, you love them. Like, and just don't be upset if you didn't get the washing done or you didn't tick this off, you didn't get that done. Like, just really focus on that. So for me, it was definitely just kind of, you know, being flexible and just letting whatever happens, happens. We'll be right back after this healthy break. If you follow The Healthy Hustlers, then you'll know my aim with this podcast is to inspire you to live your healthiest and happiest lives. For me, that starts at home with my family. And that's exactly why I'm so incredibly proud to be an ambassador for Lovekins. Lovekins is a pure, natural Australian skincare range for mothers and babies that supports local communities by using sustainable native ingredients. Their range of premium products are natural, organic and infused with Australian superfoods. I'm so excited to let you know that you can now get Lovekin's full range of natural, plant-based baby skincare and nappies easily and conveniently at Baby Bunting Nationwide. Rest easy knowing you are giving your babe's skin the most nourishing and protective care possible. I believe good health requires a full circle approach, free from toxic ingredients and harmful chemicals. And that's exactly why, as a mum, I choose Lovekin's. To find out more about their toxic-free, all-natural product range, head to lovekins.com or simply click the link in the show notes. Every mum wants to know about sleep. I feel like it's a million-dollar question when you become a mum. How did you go with the girls? Were they good sleepers? And do you have any tips, tricks or advice for our listeners? Oh, I know. Sleep's just like so precious. Um, so Harper tricked me <laughs> into some false confidence. So she was one of those angel babies that slept through at like eight weeks old. No joke. I don't know how. 
Um, and then Willow, she only just really started sleeping through recently and she's like two and a half. So it just goes to show literally like I feel like we put a lot of pressure on ourselves. Like obviously some kids thrive through routines and stuff, but at the end of the day we raised both of our girls the same and they're total opposites. So yeah. try not to like put that pressure on yourself. But for me, my big anxiety too was with sleep at the start. I'm, I've got insomnia as it is and I've also got sleep apnea. So I have really bad quality sleep anyway. But it like, you know, communicating with Ryan, if I was just really tired and he would, you know, I'd um, pump and he'd do a feed for me during the night just to help out. Um, and I'm also someone that can't nap. So it doesn't work very well when you have a newborn. Yeah, <laughs> yeah <laughs> but, definitely not. <laughs> Yeah, it's just like don't be scared to reach out, out for a professional in terms of like getting help with sleep. There's heaps of really mm-hmm. good sleep programs and stuff online. But I just honestly, like I wish I could tell you guys like a secret trick. We use, we try to like really help the girls wind down by like not, you know, just before bed instead of like the dad, Ryan always revs the girls up. He like throws yeah. them around <laughs> and I'm like, we're trying to zen out people. Like let's just chill. <laughs> But yes, so try not to do that. And you know, we also use like the glow dreaming and like the essential oils with that diffuser that helps too with some white noise. But honestly, at the end of the day, your kids are kind of going to do what they want. So just try to go easy on yourself and don't be scared to ask for help, even if it's a mum friend or someone or your partner, just so you can have a nap and just tap out for a bit. Yeah, I really liked that you touched on um, communicating with Ryan because I think that's such an important thing. And especially as new mums, I guess going back to that pressure we place on ourselves, you know, I know I was like, oh, well, this is my job to, you know, get up during the night and blah, blah, blah. But we were quite lucky with Georgia. She was kind of one of those babies like Harper that she actually (laughs) just started sleeping through at about six weeks. But then she tricked me. I was like, I'm going to have 10 kids. This is amazing. I love this. And then at eight months, it's just been a shit show. Excuse my language. (laughs) And I never know what I'm going to get. And my routine hasn't changed. Nothing's changed. It's just, I guess, her going through different stages and phases. Um, But yeah, I really, I guess only that the last month really learned to tell my Ryan, like, you know, I just had to, I had to say, babe, I actually just need your help. Like, I know you need to get up. Here's a trade as well. I know you need to get up in the, in the morning, but like, I just need help right now. Like I actually can't mentally do this. You know, and our mama's jobs is to show up for our children every day. And, and that's a 24 seven job. Like we don't yeah. get weekends off or any of that. So yeah, I'm glad you touched on communication because it was definitely something I, not that I was scared of. I probably just didn't prioritize it. And then as soon as, exactly. Yeah. And as soon as I did, he was like, of course, yeah, I'll get up with her. Like I don't, yeah, absolutely. And you know, it's, it's a nice time for them too, I guess, to have that little bit of bonding experience with with the babies or the kids. And I feel like with, especially with Ryan and I, I know with us, like if we are not communicating, that's when, you know, especially a lot of couples can start feeling resentment towards each other. Like, oh, you get to go to work and they could feel like, oh, you get to stay home. So I feel like just really like just communicate with each other and be open about how you're feeling and especially when when you have young kids in a like a relationship it's, it, it is a strain it is a strain and you just got to be honest and open with each other and keep that going yeah absolutely so I guess how do you and Ryan keep the spark alive I feel like for us we're like massive jokers I don't know if you watch our stories but we're always mucking around yeah. <laughs> so that helps a lot but I feel like as much as I like to say oh we always scheduling date nights we did for a bit but it hasn't happened and a lot of people are in lockdown at the moment but 
for us, it's like for me, I find at the end of the day, it's super important to make sure like, you know, once the kids are asleep, you know, actually just get off your phone because too many people just mm. like I do it. We end up scrolling and you're not even talking to each other. So that's like the time yeah. just to catch up with each other. Even if it's like if you guys want to watch TV together, at least you're off your phone. You can talk mm-hmm. because um that's like a massive distraction. So for us, I really feel like that is super important right now, especially for those who are in isolation, just making that time, even if it's like an hour at night time once the kids are in bed. What was it like for you going from one babe to two? Was it a huge step or did it just kind of feel quite natural and and normal? Your first kid's always like the like, holy shit, like it's full <laughs> on. Like it's like, boom, okay, you're a mum. So for me, I always feel like the first kid's going to be the hardest because it's changed your life. You've always kind of grown up putting yourself first and then you've got to put someone else in, in front of you. And But then the second one comes along for me, like Willow's birth was very traumatic. I don't know if you read about it. So apart from the birth, like actually after all that stuff happened, I felt like she, re- like I was really relaxed. With Harper, I was a mess. I was always worried about this and that. But with Willow, I really did relax a lot. So for me, personally, I felt like the second baby was a lot easier. Yeah, okay. Because yeah. I'm like, oh, no, she's going to be right. Like I've done this before. And it kind of comes back to you. So it's like you're more yeah. confident. You're like, I've got this. I've got this. Yeah, absolutely. And were your feeding journeys similar with the girls? So I had a lot, a lot of my um, anxiety and that did stem from feeding because so with Harper, I had um, retained placenta. So I had heaps of milk, like it was the best. Harper was the best feeder too, which really annoyed me because when my milk ran out, I was like, she would have been like the best kid to feed because she would literally have a big drink every four hours like, and she was sweet. Um, But yeah. And then my milk ran out, so I had to actually go get a DNC like three weeks after I just had a baby, so I had to go have an operation. So that was really stressful and I was taking um, these special tablets for my doctor to keep my milk going because I had pressure on myself and I did that. And I think I was pumping for about six to eight hours a day just for oh one feed. Oh, my goodness. I was an idiot. <laughs> I was like, why did oh I do that? Oh, my goodness. And I look back in hindsight and I'm like, you wasted all those hours instead of just playing or going and walking or doing whatever you want with Harper, I was pumping because I felt put that pressure on myself to just keep breastfeeding even though I literally had no milk left. That's crazy. Wow. That is – do you know, like, they're the stories that I'm just like, whoa, that, like, really – stories like that have inspired me to keep going, like, with the breastfeeding. But I never – I tried pumping early days and I just was like, this is not for me. Like, I I don't know. I just – it is. It's so – like, I felt horrible if Ryan was watching me or if he was – like, I would go and hide in the bedroom because of the machine. Oh, so gross. Um, But, like, my hat just goes off to any mum. Like, so many of my girlfriends have pumped and pumped to keep supply up and I'm just like, you are incredible. Like, that is such a huge commitment. Oh, it is. Um, but I don't think anyone should, you know, feel like they need to put the pressure on themselves to do it. And even Ryan, like Ryan, he was the one who was like, no, we're going to go get formula because every day yeah. you come home to me crying my eyes out on the pump. And he's like, mm. no. Nah. And then as soon as yeah. we switched to formula, like I was devastated at first because of my own expectations. But then I was like, and that's when I really felt like me feel better because for me, a lot of my anxiety and depression was with that because I was like feeling yeah. like I failed, I I'm not good enough, all these horrible self-talk. And then with Willow, um, I the breast, I actually got to breastfeed over three months, which I was really proud of, but I That's still awesome. had a bit of like, 
well, I don't know if it would be like post-traumatic stress, but I had a lot of feelings that reminded me of back with Harper. Like I'd always had dread. Like I was so scared I wouldn't have enough milk. Yeah. I remember one night with Harper, it was like the, the 24 hours that my milk just dried up. Like I remember it was like 3 a.m. and poor Harper was screaming for milk and my boobs were empty and I was just like mortified. Oh. It was such a hard night. So I think from yeah. that. But I did breastfeed Willow for three months and then when I kind of felt like it was starting to like really affect me mentally, that's when I stopped and she was happy with it. So Yeah, yeah. that's so good. And that's the thing, like it actually can be – well, one, it's super taxing on your body. Oh, but like for yeah. me personally, I've actually found breastfeeding, if anything, more challenging for me mentally. I haven't yeah. actually really enjoyed it. Yeah, I was really lucky that George is such a good little feeder and, and she loves it. And I have had a good supply. So I've tried to focus my energy on those things. But at the yeah. same time, I catch myself sometimes just being like, Maddie, it's okay to for you to not feel okay during this like stop putting that pressure on yourself that just because it has come easy to you and you can do it that you should have to no goodness no if it's like at the end of the day like what made me really realize is is like happy mum, happy bub and that was so totally after and I I was finally I was off the pump I was out playing with her doing what I should have been doing and you know that's what your kids are going to remember one day is like their mum being happy not them pumping or breastfeeding 24 7 yeah, it is so true. And I like, you know, all of our journeys are so unique with it and everyone has their own experience. So there's there's no right or wrong or no way of what we should be going with. I just think a fed baby is a, and a happy baby is the best baby. So, you know, no matter what it looks like to you, I think we yeah. just need to be so much kinder to ourselves. Yes, 100%. Yeah. I, wish, I wish I was kinder to myself when I had Harper because I was not. I was an a-hole to myself. Yeah, no, I absolutely tell myself all the time I'm going to be so much kinder second time around and, and just not that pressure to have it all together, you know, like yeah. you don't need to have it all together. You don't need to be doing it all. Like your job is to be a mum to a newborn. Like that's what's most important. So I feel like the first three months is like the biggest adjustment. Like you, you're trying to find your routine and you know what it's like. As soon as you find a routine, the baby's like, I'm going to do this now. I'm going to do this yeah. now. Thank you. So, so true. So I guess, you know, you are a total boss babe. I absolutely love following, you know, your business journey and all your amazing creative things that you're, that you were always creating. How do you juggle the demands of the business with being a mum? Honestly, I wish I had like the golden answer to that, but I don't. (laughs) For me, honestly, I feel like when I, you know, the blog obviously is a business within itself and that was, you know, it was good. It was amazing. And then I decided, let's make planners. And I thought it'd be like a little side hustle I'd do in the garage. And then next minute, I'm like, oh my God, what have I done? Um, <laughs> I absolutely love it though. Like it is amazing, but it is, it's hard. And I'm not going to lie. And I, I feel like sometimes for me, like I feel like if I'm focusing on the business, I feel like my family misses out. And if I'm focusing on my family, mm-hmm. then my business misses out. And that's just something that I've had to accept that that's part of my story. But for me, like, I try to, you know, Ryan and I, because we both have our own businesses, we try and tag team a lot. Ryan is awesome like that. So, you know, like we are lucky in that circumstance that, you know, my husband, he does have more flexibility than other people that would work for a boss. But um, for me, it's like I have a schedule, which, you know, if I don't meet things, that's fine. Like I'm not going to put that pressure on myself. But, you know, what I like to do is like batching. So Mondays I like to film do my emails, get admin done. Tuesdays I'll do editing. Like Wednesdays is like product development. 
And then Thursdays can be like meetings and stuff. So I do try to just give myself a bit of a schedule so I don't feel like everything's up in the air all the time. And like writing yeah. everything down is like key to me, obviously, because I, I sell stationery. But, you know, yeah. writing everything <laughs> down, it just, I feel like it's just so good for your mental clutter. And then on Fridays and then the weekend, I purely just want to be with the girls. I spent all Friday, except for today because it's launch day, but normally today I'd be out with the girls at the park or doing whatever. Um, yeah. But I think it's just, you know, I the balance is always going to be something that can be tricky as a mum. I think even if we are giving our kids more time than we think, we, it's still going to be hard on ourselves. It's that mum guilt. But the thing is, at the end of the day, your kids are going to see their mum working really hard and and at the end of the day when I'm home like I'm home and I phone goes away and that's it yeah I love that approach and I think it's so true of like showing your kids your passion I don't know if you've read Untamed but she speaks oh my goodness it is the best (laughs) oh it'll change your world it's like the best thing ever I think I've read so many self-help or self-development books and that I'm just I Honestly, think I'll read it like five times over. It's so good. That's so funny. I literally just got it. Oh, yeah, read it. You'll love it. But she speaks about that, like, why should our children have to see us give up our passions? You know, like we should be showing them that it's so important to live a life of passion and working hard and striving for the things you like. So I really liked that you you touched on that because, I yeah, I think it's such an important thing for, for kids to see. And, you know, I was really lucky to grow up with parents who were self-employed. And I guess back yeah, then awesome. it was quite strange for your, pa- yeah. you know, both parents to be self-employed. Um, but, you know, I spent all my – I remember my childhood in my mum's hairdressing salon sweeping the floors for her. Like I'd take people's cash and be able to do this. And it's like oh, it's awesome being able to feel a part of that as a kid. So – I think it's a beautiful thing to see. How do you stay creative? You know, you do your planners, you've got new ones coming out all the time, your amazing water bottle, which I'm so excited (laughs) to get my hands on. How do you keep the creativity flowing? I feel like for me, and I know that's for like a lot of other creative people, I felt like when I started to get bogged down with too much like business, like admin and that, that's when I start feeling like I can't be creative and that's when I do, you know, I can't do those things. So, you know, outsourcing and, you know, I've got my PA Faye who works with me and I try to just purely focus on being creative. But for me, mm-hmm. like I'll come up with random things in like the middle of the night and I'll write it down. Like I've got all these <laughs> notebooks, things for like YouTube or a blog post or it could be like anything, I'll write it down and I have like a notebook for everything because I'm crazy. But um, that's when my best times come to me. But, you know, just really giving yourself that space to be creative, especially if you're someone like me that, you know, you're creating content but then you've also got two businesses to run. Um, try and to you know outsource and or spend certain days just purely doing you know creative stuff and then doing admin on another day because you'll find when you're like in a zone it's really hard to switch to the other zone Mm. if that makes sense yeah no absolutely and I guess what does the future hold for you Steph I honestly don't know I can't even think what next week is to be honest (laughs) I've got so love the honesty yeah oh this week's just been crazy. It's launch week. So we've got like the, the planners going up tonight. So it's just been crazy. Um, but definitely more, you know, more products, more content coming out, more YouTube. Ryan and I are building our forever home soon. Just so much exciting things happening. And I can't wait to share it with everyone because I'm, I'm obviously an oversharer. That's what I do. 
but it's fun. Oh, I love it. Oh, that is so good. And I'll put a link um, to the planners in the show notes as well. So if anyone wants to get a copy and get it as organized as Steph, <laughs> I need. I definitely need to get one. Seriously, my life's all over the place at the moment. Oh, Steph, thank you so much for joining me. I've absolutely loved chatting to you and I know the listeners will love this episode. Thank you so much for having me. It was so good. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please hit the subscribe button and leave a five-star review. For any products mentioned in today's show, please check the show notes below and hit the direct links. If you'd like to suggest a future guest, please follow at The Healthy Hustlers on Instagram and send through a direct message. Until next week, don't forget to invest in you.